Welcome to a double shot of branding podcast. We're two brand and web designers who have a passion for all things business design and entrepreneurship. We're here to chat about the highs and lows of owning your own business, the importance of brand design, and how to manage it all. Let's dive in. Welcome back to another episode of A Double Shot of Branding. I am one of your hosts, Michelle, and we have Kaden here, as always. And today we are going to be chatting about design with a purpose. So how to make the best design choices for your business, what we mean by that, and how you can go out and design things that are going to be perfect for your clients. Um, So we'll talk about the importance of designing for your ideal client and not your personal preferences. Well, the biggest thing we see a lot of um, our clients do is they make their design decisions, even through like the branding process, based on what they like and not necessarily taking into consideration their ideal client and like the vibe and the aesthetic and what they're going for, like their overall goal. So they make choices based on what they like and not what their clients would like. And because sometimes it gets confusing, they might think that their client likes that, but in reality, they don't. (laughs) I've had a lot of projects where I'm like, okay, no, this isn't the vibe that we like. You said you wanted and you were talking about, like the style is more like this. And so The biggest thing is for sure is just making sure that you are staying neutral in when you're deciding um, whether it's your brand, your website, marketing materials, anything to make sure you're not just choosing based on your own personal preferences. Focus more on your client and, you know, like the overall vibe and style that you are wanting to portray. Yeah, I see this a lot too with people who, um, maybe DIY their brand or hired somebody to do a brand for them. And they, they kind of like have the bones there, like ready to use, but then they like try and venture off of their brand guidelines and like play around with things a little bit, like using different templates and stuff in Canva and like kind of making things more complicated than they need to be. Like just stick with, your brand guidelines and you'll be good to go. No need to like experiment and overcomplicate things. And even if you think it's, I think people sometimes think that it's boring or they like get sick of looking at it because you are looking at it every single day, all day long. And the reality is, is your customers aren't, so they aren't bored of it like you are. So audience isn't, and that helps you, you know, gain recognition And there's plenty of times where Michelle and I have been scrolling through social media and we can immediately tell what uh, company the post is from without even seeing a logo or anything else like that, just based on the style of the social media graphic or the design. Yeah. Like is to like have your brand become recognizable without even your logo. Yeah. Most people are not going to your website every single day like you are. So they're not getting sick of your website. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I stare at my website every day and I'm like, I need to change it. And then I realize I don't actually need to change anything. Yeah. And then it just gets confusing because you change it to one thing. And then a couple of days later, you're like, wait, no, that doesn't really look good. And then you're changing it back or changing it to something else. Mm-hmm. And it's just very, very confusing. When yeah. You're trying to make an impact. 
Yeah. Okay. So while we're talking about websites, so let's go into detail on how to design your website with a purpose um, for your client and not just design it to look pretty. So, and of course, this is like things you're going to discover when you're working with an actual website designer. But if you are listening to this and you're designing your own website, these are some helpful tips for you. Um, so just a few things that designers like to point out when they're, when they're designing websites. So making sure that there are enough buttons throughout the site to take people where they want to go so that they don't get frustrated. Imagine somebody on your homepage and you have no buttons on the homepage to take them to where they want to go. Yeah, like you're making them scroll through the entire homepage. And some people's homepages are unnecessarily long, um, but you're making them scroll through the whole, whole homepage just to get to a contact button or an about me button or a services page button. Most people are not going to last longer than like five to 10 seconds on your website. So have those buttons throughout each of your pages to try and entice people to stay on your site and go to another page on the website. The longer somebody stays in your site, the higher chance you have of them buying something from you or booking a discovery call with you. So you need to be designing the website with intention um, and not making every button lead to the same exact page, which is another big mistake people make is like having all of their buttons lead to a contact or a checkout page, make sure you're kind of getting a good mix in there of um, buttons to go to your about page, your service page, your portfolio page, whatever other pages you might have on your website. Yeah, because unless you're e-commerce um, and you are showcasing products, obviously the person wants to go directly to that product page. Um, you really need to weave the reader, the visitor through your site. And they're not ready to just immediately book after reading one or two paragraphs from, from your homepage. And then we also have to remember that not everybody lands on your homepage. They might land on a service page or your about page. And so you have to make sure that you're not just sending everybody straight to that uh, contact page. Another thing is, um, Try to find a balance of making your text or even your navigation at the top uh, straightforward so people know exactly what page they're going to and what they're clicking on. But then also the text, keeping the text interesting so that it's not just every single text isn't just learn more, learn more, learn more. Because um, I feel like in today's day and age with how everybody is online now, um, you can't just necessarily always use just like learn more. You need to have kind of a more enticing, you know, but short, that's the key. Very, very short, um, call to action for your button. Something else is a lot of people, um, put so much text on their website. So one of our recommendations is to go through your site and remove like 40 to 50% of the text that's on there shorten sentences and make content straight to the point, remove irrelevant info. I remember I had one client who, um, was wanting to, they were a plumber and this was years and years and years ago, but they wanted to remove like a photo of themselves and replace it with, um, a picture of their truck that had like their low, but the truck didn't even have their like new logo on it. It was their old logo. And so it just like, it just didn't make sense. Cause in his head, he's like, Oh, well, I just want to show, you know, like my car or whatever. But I'm like, this is a little about blurb for you. 
So it makes more sense to have a photo of yourself. Um, another thing is like the about page. People want to go through like their whole um, work history and be like, I graduated in this year and I did this and this and this. And it's completely relevant to, um, you know, the business. Your about page should really honestly be more about how you can help your client or your customers. Um, and not so much about, you know, where you grew up and, you know, all this personal information about you. Like, so you have to kind of do a fine mix of, because people do want to know who's behind the brand and stuff, but you don't want to just make it like your whole life biography. You want to make it more about like this happened or this is why, you know, like I started my business was so I could help, you know, X, Y, Z, and then make it more about how you can have maybe something in your life has pivoted you to do this thing to, you know, help make your customers' lives easier, whatever you're, you're selling. Yeah. And, um, also keep in mind to keep things like short and concise because of those different buyer personas that we talked about last week. So if you do, if you are selling to the director type of buyer persona, they're going to just want you to get kind of straight to the point on the website. Um, but go and listen to that episode from like, it was actually two weeks ago, but our most recent episode talking about the four buyer personas and how you can sell to all four of them. Um, so it is important to make sure that you are like bolding points throughout the site, getting to the point quicker for those type of buyer personas. Um, but then also including like some areas with detail for, um, people who do need to read more information. But if you did have a site that was like really, really text heavy, um, you would be pleasing that one group of people, but you wouldn't be pleasing this other group of people that likes to read more short and concise websites. So I hope that makes sense. Um, and like your text, I think you mentioned this, but like separate the text out, like um, more white space, white space is your friend. And like separating things with headers and like you said, bullet points and completely different like sections, break it up with like an image. Um, don't just, you know, put like this huge long paragraph on your site because it's very, very hard to read. And people, even people who want to read all of the information, they still scan and it makes it easier for them to like find the info they need if you, you know. It breaks for their eyes as well. So I see this a lot with design or with website sections is that somebody might force four paragraphs into one section of the website when it should really be broken down into three or four different sections on the website to kind of space things out to make it easier for the person to read it. And it isn't so overwhelming for you, for the client to look at it and have to read four paragraphs of text in one section. Um, so try and space things out when you can um, and not make things sections so text heavy. By spacing things out like that, you're going to appeal to those director buyer personas, but then you're also going to satisfy the, was it the thinker? Is that what you are, Kaden? Yeah, I'm a thinker. You're also going to satisfy the thinker by still having that text in there, just in different sections. Um, so that's kind of what we mean by designing for the different buyer personas. Um, you yeah. can also go to like um, go to a random website, like something that's not even in your industry, and just go through it and see like how frustrated you get. Like think of what you the information that you're trying to find. Um, 
the buttons that you were clicking that you thought would lead, you know, to a certain page, but lead somewhere else and just go through like a site that you've never looked at before. That's not in your industry to kind of get a feel for how um, people might be navigating your site. Because I think we also get stuck. Like we've looked at our site so many times and we're thinking that everybody that's coming to our site has like been to our site a few times. And so um, it's better to like, just think of it as, or come from a point where like the person literally has no idea what your business is, what you're selling, um, anything about you and try to present, you know, information, especially on the homepage like that. Yeah. That is a good idea to go to some different industries and analyze their websites and write down things that you like and dislike about their navigation, about how things are laid out so that you can make notes for your own website. I think it's really, really hard to critique our own website because yeah, a lot of us we look at it so much. Yeah. We look at it every day. We built it ourselves. So we don't really want to criticize ourselves and how we designed it. Um, so it's way easier to look at other people's websites and look at things you like and don't like, and then take those principles and apply them back to your own websites. And then also you could just get some help from some outsiders or some potential clients of yours and ask them to review your own website and see what's working for them and what's not working. And they, I guarantee will have some ideas for you. Cause every time that I have done this, somebody has pointed out something that I've never noticed, something that I've looked at every single day for the last six months and have not <laughs> noticed. Um, so it's, it's going to be really eye opening to get some outside feedback on your website as well. Okay, let's move on to social media graphics next. Um, so Canva is great. <laughs> um, designer's worst nightmare, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Canva is great. <laughs> it's a, it's a love-hate relationship for graphic designers, Canva is. I use it occasionally for my own business to make like really quick graphics. Like we use it for the podcast to make graphics, like no hate, no hate to Canva, but I think that Canva makes things so, so overwhelming to the average person. Like if you're in there, think of how many different templates they have just to make a regular old Instagram post. And then you filter it by like, I want to make a post about a webinar. And then there's 500 different templates in there to post about a webinar. And people, they'll scroll through and they're like, this one looks really cute. And then they pick that template and start working with it. And it like looks nothing like anything else that they have posted before, but it's cute to them that day. And so then they put in their brand fonts and their colors and they post it, but it just doesn't look on brand with everything else that they have posted because it's like a brand new template, a brand new setup. Like maybe this template has like a square photo and they've been posting circular photos. Yeah, um, that's the big thing is like shapes and icons and stuff that are in the background. Sometimes like you may be going with a circle blob type look. And then all of a sudden you're posting like squares and rectangles and trapezoids. <laughs> Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like people, again, overcomplicate things here and they want to just keep choosing new templates because they're tired of looking at the same stuff that they have posted on Instagram for months and months. And like, let me tell you, your audience is not getting sick 
of the same designs that you've been posting. Um, it's only you because you're looking at your Instagram profile every single day. Like when you log into Instagram, it's going to your homepage and you're looking at your profile. Somebody who is following you is only looking at your profile when you post something. And I guarantee they're not even going to your actual profile half the time. Like they're just looking at that post that you just posted. Um, so again, I know that we get fatigued seeing our own stuff as business owners, but you really can like stretch out designs like way longer than you think you can. And it, it kind of like just makes things harder for you as a business owner. You're just like constantly looking through new templates on Canva and choosing a new one to post every time you post. Like it does not need to be this hard to post on social media. <laughs> the goal with like templates and stuff is to make it super quick. So if you have some, like Michelle has, um, if you buy social media pack, Michelle sells them, then you already have these, you know, a big group of templates that are cohesive, you know, look the same and you can use them, um, different variations for different types of posts. So, um, you can also reach out to like your past designer and have them create some, or there are lots of designers that sell templates too. So make sure you check out Michelle's, uh, social media templates that she has. They are Canva, so you will yeah. be able to edit them. <laughs> They're super cute, of course. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'll link those in the show notes, but it's so much easier to just work off of a, a template pack like that, whether buying one from somebody else or hiring your designer to create one for you. And then you have that pack and you're good to go for the next like six months to a year. Like you just design, you pick one of those templates to design, you put your, you plug in your info, you post it, you're good to go. You can create a post in like less than 15 minutes. Um, cause I think a lot of people spend a lot of time on their posts. Like I know I'm guilty of spending like one to two hours creating one Instagram post. Yeah. It should not, it should not be like that. <laughs> we have way too many other things to do. Yeah. Something else, if you are sharing lots of information on your Instagram, do um, Instagram posts that just have, you know, like the the title or whatever, and then, you know, you can do some swipe throughs with more information. But when somebody's going to your account and they're just like checking it out, if you just have like pictures of yourself, or whatever, in your feed, then when I'm like scrolling through, I saw maybe one post that you had that had a title that I was interested in, but I'm not going to go through all of your individual posts and like read your captions. So if you are somebody who is sharing lots of information all the time, make sure you're doing a good mix of photos that or social media graphics that have um, just text on them, you know, just a color background, text, whatever layout you want. Um, simple is better, but that way when somebody comes to your account and they're scrolling through and they see a bunch of other, you know, topics they're interested in, that's going to keep them more engaged in your site, help them get, uh, you know, get to know you better. And then they're going to go over to your website because if they find, you know, enough helpful information, they're going to be like, Oh, let's go check out the blog or let's see what, um, services she's offering or whatever. So that's a, um, I noticed that a lot with like healthcare or like holistic, um, or like coaching type businesses. A lot of times they don't put a lot of text or text on their, social media graphics, which I feel like is a big, um, yeah, big mistake, like a photo of you, um, or you and your kids or whatever, like those are awesome. Cause they get people to get to know you better. But then if somebody's coming to your feed for the first time ever, 
and they're looking at your Instagram home page, like they're not going to click on that random photo of you if it doesn't have any text on it, because like what's going to entice them to click on a random photo when you have other areas in your Instagram feed that have texts that tell you like more that that, that person can learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, those photos are good for like in the moment, like in your feed and someone's scrolling and they want to read. But later on, if someone's going to your profile to look for more information, they're not going to know to open up that photo to look for the super important caption that you wrote. Um, so yeah, just keep that in mind. Like I love when I go to somebody's profile and they have text that says like how to do X, Y, Z. And then I can click on that post and like scroll through the carousel post. Like it's so much easier to find information that way because your Instagram really is like a miniature version of your website. Marketing materials. So this is an often overlooked one that, um, so much is online with, you know, ads and social media. Biggest thing again, like social media is to stick to your colors and fonts. Um, don't try to do something crazy. There are exceptions, you know, around the holidays. Like if you choose to add some red, you know, in for Christmas or something like that, um, those are understandable, but don't just, you know, throw a random color on, you know, your marketing materials, either like a postcard or a brochure or whatever. Make sure you are being very concise. The point of, you know, a business card or a postcard or a brochure or a flyer is to quickly grab their attention, whether that's with a really cool picture, um, you know, mentioning your sale or a product you have, a new product, whatever. The goal is to catch their attention and then get them to go to your website or contact you to learn more. So you, there's not room to stuff everything that you want to like tell the person about your services or your product or whatever. Um, so just make sure that you're always like being very concise, less text is best. Um, honestly, one really awesome picture is a lot better than like a collage in my opinion. Um, especially for like a, a brochure or a flyer trying to fit like 15 photos in like such a small space doesn't give as big of an impact as like one really cool eye-catching photo. Yeah, agreed. I was actually just doing a mock-up for a um, realtor for a billboard ad. And I initially was like, oh, I'm going to put a couple of photos on here. And the more I played around with it, I was like, no, I just need like one really good photo. Like that's going to stand out way more than putting a collage of photos on there. So I totally agree. Like less is best when you are designing marketing materials. Um, so like, of course use photos because those are really impactful, but you don't need to stick like 10 photos on one marketing material piece that you're designing. Like one to two is sufficient enough. And then same with copy, like Caden said, like create a really outstanding, um, title that's going to entice people into that ad that you're creating. Um, and then lead them to somewhere more important that has more details. And you're going to want um, that that foot traffic anyways to wherever you want to take them. If that is your website or your lead magnet or whatever, you're going to want people to go there. So the less information that they have um, available is going to make them want to go to that website. Of course, you want information on there that's going to make them go there. <laughs> like you don't just want to say like, I design logos and websites like because nobody's going to go to your website it's got to yeah. be like an enticing catchy 
headline or a tagline or whatever to get them to go there. But then you can include way more information once you're there. And then that's also great for SEO purposes as well to have that additional foot traffic to your website. Yeah, a good example I have that I recently did is um, with one of my clients, Leiluchi. They're a lighting and um, event rental company in Wichita. And so we did a brochure for them that they were wanting to focus on um, corporate event rentals and design. Well, like your natural tendency for like the title of that would just literally be like corporate rentals and design, like with your logo on it. But we made sure to really go through and try to choose and enticing language to like make somebody want to learn more. So like we did, um, on the front page, it said like, set the scene for your next work party. So like, that's a little bit more, um, you know, just like that'll grab somebody's attention versus just corporate event rentals and design. Like, oh, okay, that's boring. Yeah. And you have that fun headline and then put that boring headline as like a tagline. Yeah. Like a subheader underneath too to be more descriptive, but yeah, something to catch their attention to want to keep reading whatever is on the brochure ad or whatever, and then can entice them to go where you want them to go, whether that be a website or a download or a phone number or an email, whatever. Yeah. All right. Um, these are just a few of the ways we feel people can, you know, make the best design choices for your business. Cause it's not, like we said at the beginning, it's not about your preferences. It's all focused on the client or the customer and trying to grab their attention. So we th- kind of think these things that we mentioned will definitely help you. Yeah. And these are all things that you can work on as a business owner. You don't need to work with your brand designer for these, although it would make your life a lot easier. Um, but these are all things that you could be working on yourself, working on the back end of your business, working on your social graphics, your marketing materials, etc. cetera. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode about designing with a purpose. We will see you next time.